Welcome to Reuse on Replay with the Reusable Packaging Association. I'm Tim Debus with RPA. Our podcast features experts and thought leaders from around the reusable transport packaging industry in a conversation about reuse systems for the distribution of goods in the supply chain. I'm joined by Jeff Pepperworth, President and CEO of IGPS Logistics. IGPS provides supply chain solutions from an intelligent shipping platform and associated pallet management services. Their innovative plastic pallet and extensive logistics network enable customers to achieve sustainable, efficient, and smart transport of products. Jeff offers our podcast listeners unique perspectives stemming from his deep experience in key elements of reusable packaging systems. Thanks for listening. Here with me today is Jeff Pepperworth, President and CEO of IGPS Logistics. Jeff, we really appreciate your time here today, and thanks for joining the RPA podcast. Tim, thank you. Looking forward to our conversation here today. I'm fascinated to learn about the career paths of our industry leaders who are involved in RPA member companies and help shape the industry that we have today. In many cases, it's not a straight line of career progression, although, Jeff, in your case, you have a lot of sound experience in different uh, key pieces and what it takes to manage reusable packaging assets in a pulling system like IGPS. Can you tell me a little bit about your background and how that shaped uh, where you are today? Yeah, my pleasure. I think uh, you know, for me personally, it started at a very early age because I grew up in a, a long list of entrepreneurs. And where that kind of in, impacted me in the supply chain space was one of my grandfathers was actually a postal contractor for the U.S. Postal Service. And uh, at an early age, I thought the mail just showed up in the mailbox and uh, didn't realize that actually people were driving around, picking up mail bags in the evening after the post office had closed and taking those to the regional uh, postal distribution centers to be you know, put into the mailboxes. And so I, I got uh, really immersed early uh, in my childhood at being around uh, instances of movement. And uh, I think that that kind of corresponded into not only my uh, work through uh, my collegiate years, but uh, even after that, um, I've had the opportunity to be on everything from startup businesses to multi-billion-dollar corporations. And uh, as I came out of my my college years, I got into the wireless telephone boom, uh, which uh, demanded a, a high level of satisfaction. As you can imagine, we're all familiar with cell phones today, but uh, when that was exploding, having the ability to rapidly get cell phones into consumers' hands was a big supply chain challenge uh, early in the 90s, if you will. And um, that progressed into uh, working what I call uh, many lives in the supply chain. Uh, I got involved with UPS's supply chain group as a product of acquisition and uh, ran the supply chain business unit of UPS for, for several years that uh, included not only the distribution aspects of the supply chain at UPS, but also the transportation aspects. And so we got the ability to kind of touch every kind of good and service that you could think of uh, that uh, the supply chain moved. Uh, and then uh, when we started to move into healthcare at UPS, I found that to be a fascinating arena and had the ability to go work for one of the most uh, premier healthcare systems uh, in the world, being the Cleveland Clinic, uh, where I participated in pretty much everything non-clinical. And so got really immersed into the healthcare uh, side of the equation uh, that complemented my consumer and manufacturing 
abilities that I picked up uh, during uh, my tenure at UPS. And, uh, and then subsequently, you know, my career has kind of stayed in uh, retail and manufacturing as well as healthcare, you know, for the last 15 or so years. And uh, all of that uh, movement, if you will, in the supply chain happened to be on a lot of IGPS pallets and pallets, as you can imagine. And uh, I could mm -hmm. instantly see the benefits of what uh, plastic pallets were going to bring to the industry, especially with all the automation that was starting to happen. Uh, I've had the opportunity to uh, be a part and implement um, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of automated platforms throughout the supply chain. And the one thing that they need is a consistent uh, asset, uh, whether that was a tote or a package or a pallet. And um, I became fascinated by the rapid explosion of automation and uh, the story of IGPS and and the fun aspect of uh, on top of all of that being the perfect asset for automation, it's a sustainable one. And uh, the impact that we're able to have uh, on the environment and what we're doing uh, through the whole ecosystem uh, really kind of brought me to IGPS and I've, been, I've enjoyed every minute of it, Tim. That's amazing. And when you pick up your background in transportation and logistics, especially reverse logistics, and then you marry that with the automation and technology side of things, it's just a terrific profile of doing what we're doing with reusable packaging systems and managing assets uh, in the supply chain. And I understand, Jeff, you joined uh, IGPS in 2019, uh, just before some significant disruptions uh, taking place due to the COVID-19 pandemic, something that you can never really be prepared for, something that uh, has been so unique uh, and you know caused some radical shifts in the industry. But your, your background and understanding on how everything ties together uh, in the distribution of goods must have been at least uh, set, set up well to weather the storm and to, to navigate uh, through the last uh, couple of years. H how's it been and, and uh, in terms of IGPS's response uh, to COVID-19 here uh, two years later uh, with what is really a, a changed business, especially how we look at use of technology and automation uh, for a lot of the labor and supply constraints out there today. Uh, how, how does it, how's it been for the last couple Couple of years and where you are today. Yeah, and I appreciate kind of that uh, that insight, uh, Tim. Because as you can imagine, you know, all of us that had been in the supply chain, uh, you know, even if you had a career that spanned it, nothing prepared anyone for the COVID impacts. And um, you know, for IGPS, I was very proud of our company. You know, we stood up very quickly uh, in the face of COVID uh, to ensure that we could service our customers uh, and ultimately our customers being able to service their customers, which was all of us as consumers, right? Because, you know, the main verticals that we serve were the grocery and the health and wellness categories. Uh, you know, one of the things right out of the gate with COVID, uh, we had to, you know, be deemed a life sustaining business. And um, that was something that we embarked on very early in the, the COVID hours, if you will, to ensure that we could keep our company running uh, the other thing is uh, many companies did was stand, stood up a lot of COVID protocols to ensure the health and safety of our team members. That was our number one focus. Uh, we moved our administrative offices to remote to try and lessen uh, the potential impacts or loss of team members to be able to help service our customers. Uh, but, uh, you know, that uh, in 2020, as we came out of 2020, we had double digit growth. Uh, we've carried that double digit growth uh, through 
uh, this year, and we expect that to continue. Uh, and a lot of that was brought on by the expansion of the supply chain and consumer demand. As you look at the retail environments today, most retail uh, entities are still running at double-digit same-source sales, and so consumer demand is high. The buying behavior of consumers has changed, and um, as you're probably well aware of, once you've kind of changed your consumer buying habits, those are very hard to kind of reverse. And so, uh, as we had not only seen uh, organic growth with our existing customers, we saw a lot of growth with new business and new customers that came into uh, IGPS. And uh, I think that the other thing that happened was as stockouts started to happen during COVID, retailers and manufacturers partnered together. And, and then you started seeing a lot of secondary and tertiary providers come on, uh, on the scene. And so uh, that allowed us to get introduced to new customers that uh, may have not been in the, into the mix with a number of retailers uh, pre-COVID. Uh, but have come on strong post-COVID and continue to be uh, areas of relief um, in, in the supply chain. Uh, the other thing that we, we did see was this emergence of e-commerce uh, as well as automation within our customers. Uh, that automation drove a need for maximum uptime uh, given the impact of uh, team members and people by COVID. So as you can imagine, having a plant that uh, ends up getting COVID, it takes out several hundred workers. And so that rapid deployment of automation became important during these past 24 months and will continue to be a major driver as we move forward in the supply chain. And IGPS has been right alongside uh, those customers, ensuring that their focus of fulfilling orders, uh, whether that's through uh, manpower or automation, is met based on an IGPS asset. That's terrific. And it's something that we talk a lot about at the industry level is that technology is an enabler of the reusable packaging system. I mean, you can still run a, a pooling operation uh, with, uh, you know, rudimentary uh, tools and, and equipment. Uh, but really, when you look at what technology provides uh, and uh, for asset, uh, you know, management and uh, developing data and transmitting and working in partnership with customers uh, about the you know, real-time visibility of the supply chain. It really is taking us to a whole new level of capabilities with reusable packaging and, and, and really separating uh, reuse away from, say, a single-use uh, recycling uh, operation where you can embed uh, these products and, and have that uh, technology and, and automation capabilities uh, within the handling of, of the products through the supply chain. Uh, how has IGPS really embraced that. You, you say coming out of the uh, the, the COVID nineteen and and obviously the emphasis on using technology for your business. Uh, you know, I said it's kind of that next frontier, right? Uh, data transmission uh, and ultimately driving a high level efficiencies that's been unforeseen in our industry. Uh, is it sounds like IGPS is really embracing that too and and taking a leadership position on how that technology is working for you and your customers. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. You know, if you think about since our founding, every IGPS asset has been embedded with an RFID chip. And many of us probably remember when RFID came on the scene and, you know, Walmart and the DOD were really driving that every, every uh, item that would be moved in the consumer uh, world would be uh, RFID chip enabled. And, um, you know, at those times, 
Uh, nobody thought about how the cost would be passed along. And with anything, especially in the technology continuum, uh, everything kind of has that curve. And what we have started to see now with RFID, you know, that curve is now on the useful side. Uh, and so many of our customers today are able to uh, use that technology, whether it's in their automation or embedding information uh, within our chips. And we only see that uh, rapidly kind of continuing where uh, data exchange, like in blockchain and things of that nature, will be naturally uh, done in, in an environment that uh, IGPS really had didn't have to uh, make any big, massive changes in our technology platform. You know, that platform has always been there waiting for the most opportune time to be utilized and, and deployed within the supply chain. And we're seeing that rapid adoption now uh, where you can walk into some of uh, our customer plants and they could be a million square feet and you may see five people in that entire facility. Everything else is interacting through our technology, whether it's through AGVs or sortation systems or palletizers. And uh, you know, every uh, step along the way, there's some data element or data point that's being collected. And so when you think about the power of the data and how that's going to be able to help consumer demand and consumer spikes, you know, I'm, I'm really optimistic about what the future will hold as we all try and look at uh, controlling inventory levels, uh, trying to minimize stockouts uh, at the retail uh, level, and as well as trying to tighten the timelines it takes, uh, if you will, from manufacturing to delivery. And, um, you know, that dwell in between of how assets stay within the supply chain, I think is only going to lessen as more and more information and data elements are captured and then utilized between the trading partners. You know, at IGPS, we find ourselves as a trusted intermediary between retailers and manufacturers. They count on us to manage their supply chain to ensure that from a manufacturing perspective, they have a pallet when they need it. And uh, in the same breath, in the retail environment, we're able to collect it uh, so that it, it frees up their space and their operating environments. And so uh, when you kind of wrap that solution holistically around uh, data, uh, it's really going to improve not only the experience at our, our customers, but it'll it improve the experience from a consumer level because uh, we all get frustrated when we can't find those items that we're looking for because they're not on the shelf. Oh, Jeff, absolutely. And the other thing it improves is the sustainability footprint uh, of the product and, and operations. Uh, when you can have that level of efficiencies and you're driving uh, the extended life of products uh, you know, through a pooling system and having the, the data and having the operations uh, being able to support the, the effective reuse of these products here, uh, it really starts showing in the metrics of, uh, of eliminating waste uh, and pollution, uh, reducing uh, you know, greenhouse gas emissions, energy consumption, uh, material use. You know, these are things that are also really driving uh, what people are looking for in sustainability uh, metrics. And this is something that I picked up with IGPS is, is leading the way when it comes to sustainability. Uh, definitely want to congratulate uh, the company on, on many awards uh, coming through with supply chain management, uh, green awards. It really looks like that's also a focus uh, 
of IGPS, uh, marrying all the, the mature and uh, expert uh, pooling operations you have with the technology that you described, you know, can equal a very high level sustainable performance uh, for the supply chain and your customers. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, that, uh, the, the importance of sustainability to the company and, and how you're working with customers to be able to address their sustainable needs as well? Yeah, Tim, I mean, look, sustainability is absolutely core to our mission here at IGPS, uh, and it has been since our founding. You know, we work with uh, a lot of our customers uh, in their sustainability goals. And so, as you can imagine, um, one of those focuses that we continue to have is on carbon emissions. And so, when you think about carbon credits and and um, expectations that you know, many of our Fortune 50, Fortune 100 customers expect from a sustainability objectives of their own companies, um, we, we come up alongside to uh, help them with those measures uh, and as well as what we're doing uh, with our own pallets. Uh, so last year alone, when you think about it, we, we used 32 million pounds of post-consumer recyclable material. You know, this is material that you sit at your curb and we find ways to be able to use that in our pallets. And when you think about the life cycle of our plastic pallets that in some cases exceed 10 years, uh, that's waste that's completely taken out of the waste stream and, and out of the landfills. And when our pallet catches its uh, useful life, all we have to do is regind it and make a new pallet. And so uh, you have this infinite life cycle of keeping plastic waste you know, out of the landfills. Uh, when you think about the pallet itself, it's a much lighter asset uh, in comparison to uh, wood or, or other designed pallets. And uh, you know, our calculations would indicate that uh, you know, last year alone, we saved more than a, about 1.2 million gallons of fuel uh, with our customers being burned and just the movement of the pallets because of it being lighter from a transportation standpoint. Uh, when you add all of that up, you're you're pretty much taking out about 28 million pounds of greenhouse gases uh, out of the atmosphere. And we're very proud of that here at IGPS because, you know, again, it's one thing to be uh, a growing company and to have a great team. It's another thing to have an impact to our planet uh, and work hand in hand with our customers uh, to have an impact to the planet. Uh, we're finding ways to use uh, customer material uh, that we can uh, also incorporate into our palette with many retailers and manufacturers. So um, that um, that focus, that drive that we have in our, you know, not only in our company, but with our customers is really uh, allowing us to be recognized in the industry, as you'd mentioned, you know, from the award standpoint. So when you think about, uh, you know, food logistics, top green provider award that we received or inbound logistics, green supply chain uh, partners award, uh, or the Supply Chain and Demand Executive Green Supply Chain Award. You know, these are all uh, very well-known uh, publications and indications that we're doing the right thing on behalf of the planet. We're doing the right thing on behalf of our customers, and we're doing the right thing on behalf of our team. And so I'm very proud of that uh, focus as uh, being the core to our mission here at IGPS. 
Well, congratulations. And honestly, it helps make my job a little bit easier too, Jeff, as far as uh, showing as, uh, you know, the business case and uh, having great examples, uh, case studies uh, that IGPS is putting forward about that impact uh, that you described. And it really uh, gives us a chance to show that real world performance, uh, not just in terms of uh, supply chain, but looking at sustainability and the overall impact that pooling operations like what IGPS Logistics brings forward. Uh, has uh, on uh, sustainability goals from from the customer perspective. So thanks uh, so much for that. Uh, when, when we look ahead now, next couple of years and others, I, I, you know, things have changed so much. Sometimes I say, well, what, where are you going to be in, in two years? And I'm almost afraid to ask this, but we do see a lot of people focusing with, like, say, sustainability commitments by 2025, especially those who are trying to achieve circularity in their operations. Uh, and so 2025 becomes, uh, you know, a, a benchmark for a lot of companies uh, to issue more, you know, sustainability through their products and, and services. Is, what does it look like for IGPS? We've got you know, significant exponential growth and in interest in sustainable packaging like uh, reusable systems. And you mentioned uh, the technology and the further integration in the market. Uh, do you see, see a more you know, continued rapid growth uh, in the environment and in the business cases uh, for IGPS uh, you know, pallets uh, for the next uh, few years? Where, where do you, what do you think 2025 looks like for the company? Yeah, for sure, Tim. I think that you know, again, uh, being connected to our customers the way that we are, being a, a trusted advisor, uh, puts us in a very unique position in in the industry because you know we're really at the table with those that are very passionate around the sustainability objectives that exist at their customer or at their companies, and um, you know, knowing when we're passionate as well. Uh, it, it's really allowing for some very exciting innovation. And, um, you know, I think what you'll see as we move into 24 and 25 is more innovative ways, uh, much like what, what's happening with the Reusable Packaging Association. I mean, it's, it's all about how do we, we reuse and, and redeploy and um, take things out of the, the supply chain that, that would be waste in the landfill. And, when you look at all that innovation that's occurring today, you know, people are taking now a pause and stepping back and saying, what if? And um, mm -hmm. for, for many decades, you know, within the supply chain, there wasn't that focus on sustainability. You didn't have chief, chief sustainability officers at a lot of the major companies that now have those. And um, uh, I, I'm very proud to be affiliated uh, with a, a lot of those folks that are in the what if mode. And um you know, that what if uh, for us kind of challenges us. It challenges us to innovate. It challenges us to create. And, uh, you know, we've already started doing that, uh, you know, quite honestly, as we look at a lot of the programs out there that are, are there with those measures of uh, being carbon neutral or having the impacts to uh, reusable packaging and things of that nature that are in that 25 through 2030 horizon. Uh, and, um, you know, as I look at 25 and I look at what that means for IGPS is that we're going to continue to challenge our business. We're going to continue to challenge um, how just sustainable we can be. Um, and we're going to collaborate with our customers to, to let them know that there are ways for them to dispose of uh, some of their material right into our pallets. And so uh, we uh, we call that uh, kind of a cake batter or a cake mix. And uh, that when we make our pallets and, and we're finding very unique ways to use materials that 
um, historically would have ended up in the landfill that we can now put into a pallet and safely move in the supply chain and safely move in the environment. Uh, and so I think that as more and more of these companies uh, come into the space looking to use the waste, it, it will help uh, IGPS continue to innovate and partner uh, with those folks that may have a different lens than uh, than others. And uh, that's that's an exciting time for sure, Tim. Uh, no doubt. Exciting times ahead. And uh, the best is yet to, to come, uh, Jeff, as I communicate and seeing what's on the horizon uh, with reusable packaging systems. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, your perspectives on these uh, uh, you know, topics, uh, Jeff, and you know, certainly look forward to continued conversations with you about what our industry is doing and you know, how uh, through the industry, uh, leaders like IGPS uh, can continue to demonstrate you know, what these opportunities are for companies uh, looking at uh, reusable packaging packaging uh, systems uh, for their operations. Uh, and uh, so thanks so much uh, for taking a few moments here and chatting uh, with me and, and uh, providing our listeners with the insights uh, that you have about uh, the industry and, and IGPS. Yeah, Tim, thank you uh, for allowing me to, to have this conversation. I enjoyed it and definitely appreciate all the work that you and the, the Reusable Packaging Association are doing on behalf of our industry. Uh, definitely appreciate that impact. Great. Thank you again, Jeff. Thank you.